Yo, 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 everybody. I'm back. Welcome to Guyanese Sports Pod, Volume 2, all new show, the same old show. My name is Sean Guyanese. I am back finally. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've done an episode. Uh, a whole lot's changed, a whole lot has happened. Um, and it just seemed time, it just felt like it was the right time to make a comeback. So, this is it. This is uh, volume two, or episode check, chapter two, uh, volume two, whatever you want to call it, part two, uh, the sequel, uh, whatever. I don't know what I'm going to title it. I really don't care what I'm going to title it. Um, all I know is Gandhi Sports Pod is back. To be, once again, the soon-to-be number one sports podcast in the world. It's uh, very cool, I guess. I guess it's cool that I'm back. Um, I'm happy that I'm doing this again. Uh, The past few months have been busy, I guess. Busy to say the least. Uh, What, early September was the last episode, and I didn't know that was going to be the last episode. Uh, But it was. Um, Nothing... Nothing I could have done to have prevented that. If I had known, I probably would have said something. But um, it wasn't. That That's just how it goes, unfortunately. And so uh, I'm back now. Back to doing episodes again. I'm excited. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for this new plan that I've got. It's um, well thought out. Very well thought out. I like what I'm going to be doing um, on both sides of the ball, which means really uh, new content here on the show uh, as well as social media. I will, we'll get, we'll, I'll talk more about this later on. Um, but like what the, the new direction of the show. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like want to monologue for a little bit. <laughs> um, so, and there, there, there's going to be a lot of different things that I'll be doing now. Um, things that I think are really going to be beneficial to the show. Uh, beneficial and will help grow the show a lot more than uh, it ever has before. I feel like the show could reach new heights um, this time around. So I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I just want to say let's get going let's get going let's get started let's uh let's have fun let's have fun so that's a little bit for now Uh, i'll talk more about the show later on um but uh i first just want to issue an apology um i i i have to say sorry i have to say sorry um to the boston celtics uh and grant williams uh, I was very hard on Grant Williams uh, last go around of the show, uh, saying that he should be traded. Um, I was proven wrong. I'll admit it. I don't care. I was wrong. Uh, the Celtics back in January, if I was doing the show, I probably would have said I'm never. I'm done watching this team because I can't stand losing basketball. I can't stand inconsistencies uh, that they clearly possessed. Um, and they could they could not overcome them. 
you know, here they are and they're in the fucking NBA Finals. I cannot believe this turnaround. I cannot believe this team actually had it in them to go from being well under 500 in January to the Eastern Conference champions. I mean, it's insane, this turnaround. I am very I – I mean, last season was last season. I don't think I've done an episode this season ever. Yeah, because it was in September. Um, but this season, I mean, if I was doing episodes, I probably would have said that. Uh, but I don't care about the past. The past is in the past. You can't change that. So right now, looking forward, I am just going to say that the Celtics are an absolute wagon. And this team should put up a very strong fight in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. We're finally getting that NBA Finals matchup that we've been waiting years for. Um, but to be honest, um, as proud of this team that I am for making it here, I don't think they're going to win. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors. I think it's going to be a tough series, a hard-fought series, uh, but I say Warriors in six or seven. Um, but really, that that should not matter. The Celtics making it to the finals should be championship-worthy enough. They should be super proud of the fact that they even made it here. From where they were in January, I mean, this is, it's not like they were in the playoff hunt the whole season. Like, they were in the top five the whole season. They weren't. They were, what, the 11th seed at the lowest? I mean, they should be very proud of making it to where they are now, and especially for the Jays. Jalen and Jason, this is huge for them. They can now smell a championship. And for those two young guys to get it so early on in their career, that could be monumental down the road, years down the road. I mean, look at guys like LeBron. He had to wait how many years? Like eight, nine before his first. And it's because he had to go to a super team. He had to build the team in order to win. If these two can win, it could be a repeat of like Giannis last year. A homegrown team. They didn't buy it. And now they're going to be perennial contenders. The Bucks, that is. Uh, with the Celtics, that could be the exact same thing. If, these, if they can at least put up a competitive series, the Celtics in general, because, I mean, it'll rub off on the Jays. If they can at least put up a competitive series... That is huge in and of itself for their growth. And sure, they're years into their careers already, but, like, I mean, it, it t- not many people will make it to the NBA Finals in their careers. Not many athletes will make it to the championship round in their careers. Not many people even make it into their sports leagues. Coming out of college, coming out of high school. You got to get those scholarships. You got to get drafted. So the fact that they are in a very small percentage of athletes who can say that they've at least made it to the championship round, that, that'll be huge for them down the road. They'll know what it takes to win, to get here, to get to where they are right now. So that's huge for them. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's going to be an exciting series. I'm very, I'm, it's very, I'm very looking forward to it, if that makes sense at all. I don't know if it does. Very looking forward. Really looking forward. I'm really looking forward uh, to this series. 
yeah, I, I, I'm going to be a little rusty in my uh, grammar and uh, sentence sentence structure. Uh, it's been a couple months. But um, to stay on the Celtics, um, I want to talk about this past series, uh, East Finals. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, the last minute of Game 7, where I'll be honest, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, Celtics are about to blow this lead and lose, and I have one of the all-time chokes uh, maybe in NBA history. I don't know if that's strong. I don't know if that's too strong. Probably is. But um, I do want to thank Jimmy Butler for uh, taking such an idiotic shot when he could that. I mean, it was a wide-open three that he bricked. But, like, he could have easily drove the lane and at least gone for the tie. But nowadays, I mean, guys on Celtics are victims of it as well. It's all about being the hero. It's all about making the number one highlight of the night. The game-winning three uh, was seven seconds left, six seconds left, however much time is left. Um, that's what Jimmy was looking for. And granted, he had a great series. Uh, he was, I think, uh, he had a good chance of maybe winning the finals M- uh, East Eastern Conference MVP, uh, Larry Bird Trophy, the inaugural trophy that uh, Tatum won. And he probably would have won if he did not take that three. But, uh, I mean, that's just the way that game's going right now. It's unfortunate uh, that just Heat lost like that. I mean, I'd hate to be a Heat fan right now watching that game because they they had all the momentum for the last minute, minute and a half. Absolutely, you cannot say otherwise. Celtics were missing all their shots. Heat were making all of their shots. I mean, you cannot say otherwise. I think it was, what, an 11-0 run in the last minute and a half for the Heat to push it to the final score of, what, 196? 100 to 96? I mean... Can't help but feel for the Heat fans because that's that was a gut wrench. They 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 were inches away from they were literally inches away from winning the game, the series, the East. But I mean, Jimmy Butler. There's a reason why you're not in the top fifteen right now. You can't lead a team. You're not you're not a number one. You need another one. You need a number two. You can't do it all yourself. You try. He tried. Absolutely, it it was clearly evident, even with all the injuries that he had. It hasn't been reported on yet, but he's absolutely dealing with something. But um, man, you need help. I don't know how the Heat were the one seed. I don't know how the Heat were the one seed. They only had two more wins than the Celtics. No, no, but um, the Heat, uh, not the the Celtics. Uh, it was. That final minute and a half, I was getting those flashbacks of all of the just chaos. I guess you could just call it the last few seasons, two or three seasons of just inconsistent play, uh, constant struggles. But they finally beat it. It, took, it, it. it came down to the wire, but they finally did. They were finally on the right side of uh, inconsistencies and blown leads and all that jazz that the Celtics have gone through over the past couple of years. The fact that they even, I mean, to be honest, 
They should. They really. Now, I, I don't. I cannot look at the other side of this, but they absolutely should have won Game Six. They blew it in Game Six. So that was like the first sign of, oh, here we go again. This it's, it's all gonna come crashing down. And so, as Game Seven was going along, it was a close game. The Heat went on their runs, and the Celtics immediately responded with their runs. Like I think there were like five combined, like eight point nine, ten point runs, ten. Eight to nothing, nine to nothing, ten to nothing runs for the Heat and the Celtics. The Heat went on one, Celtics went on one. A little while later, Heat went on one, Celtics went on one. Even at the end of the game, Heat went on their eleven nothing run, but it wasn't enough for the Celt for the um for the Heat to win. I mean that's just how this that's just how the Celtics have been, inconsistent play. You look hot for a little bit, and then you fall apart, or you don't look hot at all and you really fall apart. So, for them to have blown it in Game 6, and then co- going into Game 7, it's just a back-and-forth battle, and then you start losing the lead in the final minute. I mean, it was just, it, it just felt like it was all adding up to, oh, all right, it's still the same old Celtics that we've known known and loved for the past couple of years. But no, no, it, it was very, um, it really was very, uh, I want to say comforting, knowing that they have beaten that hump. I mean, it was just also the fact that the Heat were the worst team by far, all series, even coming into the series. I don't know if that was it as well, but uh, it was a great. It was a fun series. It was exciting. Um, I liked it. Um, but man, that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overcome that last minute nightmare for little while because now we're going up against a team that doesn't seem all that injured they seem decently healthy um and they're coming off extra rest because they finished up in five so they got i think like five extra days in the celtics did um and man i mean it's they're not these same old warriors that won all those titles a couple years ago um They've gone through their little, I guess you can call it like a rebuild. They kind of had like, what, the first top three pick in the last two drafts, I think. Something like that. Uh, They just missed the playoffs last year. Um, But this time around, I mean, they're still the same old Warriors, same old Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr. Uh, They're still a very strong team. So if the Celtics have their inconsistent runs, Again, in this finals, it may be over in sooner than six games. I hate to say it, but I don't know. Um, some of those inconsistent runs, uh, really, I guess, a lot of those uh, inconsistent runs, as much as, it hates me, as much as I hate to say it, uh, they came from Marcus Smart. Now, if you remember, uh, I'm a huge smart guy. I love Marcus Smart. I've called him the guy that holds the team together, the glue, uh, the third best Celtic. Um, coming into this season, I really didn't believe that as much as I did before. I was starting to lose it with him. Then he goes out and wins uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Had a decent offensive season. 
um, and is a, I guess you can say, pretty massive reason why the Celtics are in the NBA Finals. But on the same token, he could have been a pretty massive reason why the Celtics lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, his shooting performance was not all that pretty at all. Just in Game 7 alone, uh, he went 8 for 22, uh, 3 for 10 from 3, which is 3 more attempts than the second closest, which was Jason Tatum. Uh, And it was the most in the game. He had the most attempts in the game. Uh, And he only had 3 of them. Uh, He only finished with 24 points. I mean, Tatum finished with 26, so it was kind of a weak offensive night. Um... At least from those three. He could have easily been the reason why we were talking about why the Celtics missed the NBA Finals. Missed making it to the NBA Finals. It was in Game 6 uh, where Smart also went 1 for 9 from 3. Uh, which is not good enough. Which is actually very bad. Uh, my rule of thumb... Uh, which, I mean, I don't know how strong it is. Uh, But, like, my rule of thumb is if you have more than five missed uh, three-pointers, do not take any more throughout the rest of the game. Because it was also in game six where um, he had that stretch of two wide-open threes that he absolutely bricked uh, on the same possession. I mean, as I, I love, Marcus, I love you. I love you, but you got to relax. You got to get the ball to at least some other players on the team as well. You got to realize that there's maybe, well, no, there are better players than you on the team, and Jalen and Jason, and some nights Derek White. I mean, we'll talk about him in a minute, but Derek White has looked like a better offensive player Definitely offensive uh, player than Marcus Smart at times. But, I mean, you kind of need to keep Smart out there just because of his defensive capabilities. I mean, the guy will, like he always has, and why I've always liked him, he will put his body out there. He will throw his body down on the ground to catch the ball. And sometimes he... Sometimes he unnecessarily throws his body on the ground uh, trying to draw a foul, uh, which uh, I'm really starting to get annoyed with from him. Uh, I mean, we saw it with Kyle Lowry in Game 7. I mean, guy, like, every minor tap, he's on the ground looking for at the ref, like, where's the foul, bro? Uh, and that that's... Starting to irk me a little bit with Tatum, uh, not Tatum, uh, Smart, because uh, he still does it. He doesn't do it as much as he used to. Uh, same thing with Tatum, actually. He used to do it a lot. We saw it last season, uh, where like every time he drove to the hoop and put the ball up. I mean, he he was the instead of like, you know, reacting to him scoring, he's looking at the ref like, "Where's the foul? Where's the and one?" So he he kind of cut back on that list. He kind of cut back on that this season, which I'm thankful for. Thank you, Tatum. Uh, but uh, was smart. I mean, 
he's got his issues. That he's he's got his issues. We all know it. But you got to admit, the guy loves the game. He loves his team. He'll do anything to win. Uh, but sometimes it's not the right decision. It's mostly on the offensive side of the ball where he doesn't make the right decision. So, I mean, that's just how it is. That really is just how it goes with him, unfortunately. But uh, love him or hate him, he is a big reason why we are in the NBA Finals, absolutely. Um, and so, you you, you do got to uh, owe him a little bit of gratitude because without him, we're not here. And also, I mean, again, with him, we might not be in the NBA Finals. Like, if there was just, like, one one mistake that he made, one more mistake that he made, I mean, we're not here. So, we got... it. it, it Smart is a big reason why we're here. He's a big reason why the Celtics, I guess, really turned it around this season. Like, I'm, I fully believe, like, if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for Smart, we're probably not uh, in the in the finals. We're not playing the Nets in the first round. We're probably playing, I don't know, the Heat in the first round. And we don't have home court advantage. I mean, it, 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 he's he he he's good. He's a good player, uh, game changing player. That's a good way to. That's a good way to describe him. He's a game-changing player, whether it's positive or negative. Marcus Smart's a game-changing player, absolutely. Another uh, big difference this season uh, compared to re- seasons past is on the sidelines with uh, Coach Ime Udoka, who people are calling for his job. Stupidly, they were calling for his job back in January. Like he, it's his first head coaching stint. We're not even halfway through the season. People are already saying we got to fire this guy. I mean, that's just hardcore green teamers looking out for their players, the young guys. It's not their fault. Uh, he's a big reason why we're in the finals as well. This guy's good. This was a great hire. I'm a big fan of Ime Odoka now. I wasn't really to begin the season. I thought he kind of had a little bit of um, like a command, I guess, issue. Um, like his leadership skills were there, but was his, was his message getting across to the players? That's what I was wondering. That's what I was afraid of. Um, but clearly uh, something happened, and what he said one thing, and turn the team around without email Toka, I don't think we are anywhere close to even considering making it to the finals I mean to be honest we probably weren't back in January but now today uh, a lot of the credit goes to Doka like on like a tier list um, I'd say like number one definitely Jason Tatum uh and the second place is Odoka. Definitely top two. Or at least, like, one, two. Um, I really can't, like... Like, I guess, like, off the top of my head, like, the top five... Re- not even... I don't know, top four. Top four is Tatum, Udoka, 
Uh, Brad, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, and then definitely Smart. I mean, he won Defensive Player of the Year as a guard for the first time since, what, the 80s, 90s? That's, that's just a top four off my head. But uh, with Udoka, I mean, the guy is a very good coach. Um, if it wasn't for, who, Monty Williams, uh, he probably would have won Coach of the Year this season. Um, or the guy in Memphis. They had a good turnaround. But I think, uh, like, the final voting, like, Udoka was second, I think. But if it wasn't for um, hiring Udoka, and we still had Brad, participation trophy Brad, uh, who, I mean, I guess that nickname kind of has doesn't fit anymore because Brad's in the uh, front office. Um, we're, not, we're not here. Absolutely, we are not in the finals if we still had Brad Stevens as a coach. That's a guarantee. That's a fact. Um, Udoka, he just has that, like, demeanor, I guess. There's just something about, like, how, like, he talks, really. I mean, I guess, like, just hearing, like, interviews, he's very, like, cool and calm, smart word choice. Guys, I mean, it seems like he's been, like, a coach for a couple years now, to be honest with you. Like, I'm fully uh, on board with Emi Otoka. I'm a big fan of his now. It's very, um, what's the word, like... Calm, like a, we have a, it's like a good calm, calming sense uh, that I'll have with the Celtics team now with him as coach. Um, sure, who knows? Next season we could be five games under five hundred again. Would not surprise me in the slightest. But knowing that we can turn around this season, I'll be fully confident in Udoka having the balls to turn it around again. Now the boss call it players like he did before. Um guy just knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a, gonna be a good coach in this league. Uh he could be on he he's on the verge he could be on the verge of getting his first ring in his first year. Who knows what that could mean for this team down the road. But the guy that he replaced, Brad Stevens, uh has made some very great moves in the front office, and that's why he was probably uh, third on my tier list for reasons why the Celtics are in the finals. Tatum, Udoka, Brad, then Smart, who we talked about first. Um, if Brad was not the GM and Danny was still the GM, again, we're not here. So all of these, all of these off-season moves or transactions that we made last season, like. If we didn't make one of them, we're not here. If we didn't maybe re-sign Smart, Udo, uh, Rob Williams, we might not be here. They probably don't have that motivation. If we didn't hire Udoka, we're not here. If we hired Udoka, kept Danny, we're not here. <laughs> I mean, it, it, last offseason was... I mean, we all questioned like the moves that they made. The draft... Danny Ainge leaving, Brad Stevens coming in. We're like, oh, God, this cannot be happening. But it clearly worked out. It clearly worked out. Um, and so far, Brad has made some great moves as uh, general manager so far. I mean, 
the gl- big glaring move was the trade of Derek trade for Derek White. Uh, we traded away Romeo Langford, who was Danny Ainge. That trade is probably not even considered. It's probably not even a thought in his head yet. Uh, because we all know how Danny operated. He doesn't want to trade his young guys. But we traded away Romeo, Romeo Langford and Joshua Richardson. Or Josh Richardson. I don't know why I call him Joshua. Uh, for Derek White. And that trade clearly uh, is now finally working out after like some struggles to begin with uh, his Celtic tenure to season. Other moves along the way. Uh, trading away Kemba Walker, bring back Al Horford. I mean, in the playoffs alone, Al is a big, probably a big reason why we were so successful. The guy, I mean, how old is he? What, 38, 39? He is, oh, 35. All right. Uh, he's just in the playoffs. I mean, he's having a great playoff so far. And we saw he secured the uh, game-winning rebound in Game 7. Made some other big shots. I mean, people questioned it. People questioned why we were bringing him back. Because the way that he left, I mean, it was just not clearly kind of not working out. Um, Bringing him in was a big move, I think. Um, It was probably good for the Jays as well. They kind of started their careers playing with this guy. And now he's back, and now they're in the finals together. So Al Horford, um, that was a good move by Brad, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, that's just a little bit of how big the how big of a turnaround this Celtics team was this season. How big of a culture change, culture sh- yeah, I guess culture change. Because uh, we, I, at least me, I don't know about anyone else, but from me alone, in close tight games, or, I mean, even in the playoffs, we saw big leads get cut down, clear, quickly get cut down. Uh, and that was an issue in seasons past, where, what, against the Pelicans, we built like a 28-point lead. Um and now they don't seem to do that anymore. They seem to, once they get a lead, they'll kind of lose grip. They'll kind of get tired and lose um, their uh, grip on the lead. But I'm very confident in this team. Even though I have the Warriors winning the series, I would not be surprised if the Celtics somehow pulled it off. But I'm I'm very excited for the finals. Uh, I think everyone should be excited for the finals. Uh, the first, I think, championship uh, appearance by a Boston team for as long as I've been doing the show, which is almost three years with the extended breaks, um, like when the pandemic started and this past break, I guess you can call it. Yeah, I mean, this is, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but me bringing the show back and now a team is in the finals, the team that I probably would have had fourth or maybe third with the Patriots behind him. But 
I would I probably would have expected. I mean, the Red Sox last season, we saw what they were doing. Uh, made it to the ALCS, uh, losing uh, to the Astros. Um, then the Bruins. I mean, playoff hockey, anything can happen. Uh, and this team this year, they were hot. They pushed the Hurricanes to Game Seven in the first round, um, but they lost. Which I, I mean, I do have receipts of me predicting more uh, Hurricanes in seven. But I would not predict the Celtics to be the next team to make it to the championship. I probably would have had them for us. So it feels good uh, knowing that uh, winning is back in Boston. Now excited for the series. I'm really excited for the Celtics. All right. Um, I want to... I mean, I talked about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, but right now with the show, um, it really is a whole new show. Um, I got a lot of different changes, a whole lot of new things that I'm going to be doing this time around. Um, I don't want to announce any right now. Um, I want to say it'll come out over time. Um, but really like all it is is just, um, content. More content, new content, uh, social media. Um, I pushed it a lot, and I pushed it a lot uh, last time, um, but I really didn't utilize it that much. Uh, unfortunately, I tried. I made some efforts. I did. I did stuff, but just uh, this time around, uh, there's going to be uh, more stuff going out there. Plus, on the, that's just social media-wise, uh, show-wise, um, basically, uh, without, like, announcing anything. Um, but even though it's going to, it is going to happen, but nothing's, like, set in stone yet. Um, starting, like, in a few weeks, uh, like, maybe two weeks at the earliest, uh, for like right now until the fall, uh, it's gonna be there's gonna be a new segment probably every other week, um, until the fall when it'll probably be bumped up to weekly just because we got more sports going on and with baseball. I mean it's not gonna be much, um, for it to be a weekly segment, uh, unless unless something happens. Um, but in a couple of weeks, uh, it'll, there is a new segment coming to the show bi-weekly, um. I was when it when it comes around it comes around. I'm, I don't want to say anything right now because even I nothing is set in stone. Even though things are kind of agreed upon, nothing has been set in stone. Um so it's going to take a little bit before we finally agree um to getting this going. But um I'm 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 just excited. I think I got a lot of uh good plans for this show. Um, a lot of exciting, um, interesting, definitely interesting, um, content I'll be pushing this time. Um, but I mean, I'm just going to keep it basic and short and sweet right now as things, as time goes by, uh, and I start doing them is when obviously it'll be announced. But, uh, 
I, don't know, I just, I just, I'm just excited to come be back now. Um, really looking forward to what, uh, what the show is gonna look like in a couple weeks, months. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. So that's just that right now. Uh, to wrap up the show, um, I want to talk a little about the Red Sox, um, who are struggling. Uh, I guess surprisingly, they're struggling. Uh, current record right now is 23 and 26. They are 10 and a half back of New York, uh, and they're three games up on last place Baltimore, uh, who just won their five game series um, against, uh, against the Red Sox. So, with this team, and I kind of called it back in the offseason. Um, it was evident in the game yesterday against uh, the Orioles with Rich Hill. Uh, this team needs pitching. Um, Nathan Valdi isn't a number one pitcher. Uh, Rich Hill should not be in the league anymore. Um, even though like the offense has struggled, has had their struggles. My issue is really still with the uh, pitching. It's just, I don't know why, like, the Red Sox are scared of pitchers. Uh, we don't get Chris Sale back for a little while. Um, I forget when. It might be, like, end of June, early July, I think. Um, but, man, like, you need pitching to win. You can't just rely on offense. And, sure, we got a, we got a decent offense, but, like, Pitching wise, I mean, we're not, we're not, we don't have that great stats. Um, like uh, the ERA, uh, bottom half, uh, batting average is tenth, but I mean, our record, our uh, opponents have really not been that great. Like best team that we played so far, like been like the Yankees. So I feel like the batting average rank of 10th, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of like a fluke. Because we really haven't played that many quality opponents. Um, the whip, uh, 1.21, uh, that's 12th. Again, top half, but again, quality opponents. We haven't played anyone that you can consider a decent team. Um, and the batting average for the team combined is 2.31. ERA is 4.03. Uh, anything above like a three and a half is not good, at least in my opinion. Um, so for it to be like a at a four, like sure the offense has put up numbers, uh, except for like yesterday getting shut out to the Baltimore Orioles of all teams. Um, it's just ugh. Got to get that number down. And one pitcher is not going to change that. You need more. Um, so that's really, that's, that is my strong issue with the team is the pitching. I don't like it. I haven't liked it in a couple of years. Um, and also, I mean, when I'm talking pitching, again, I'm talking like starters and the bullpen. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, you got to go out and at least sign somebody 
or like right now you gotta trade for somebody. Um sure it might mean giving up some prospects, but like we saw it with the Celtics. Give up a young guy for a quality player. Might lead to some good things. It should lead to some good things. Um, you can't wait around because the more that you wait, uh, the less time that you'll have with the players that you already have on the team, uh, which in turn uh, will mean that they could leave, they could retire, they could be traded. Like, you want to build a team when you have the pieces already. You don't want to wait for other piece, for the pieces that you need to show up. So you gotta make it you gotta trade for another quality starter. Um maybe somebody to slot in and around like a Valdi. Like don't go out and trade for a number one, because I don't you're not with a, just a number one alone, like isn't gonna be enough for this team to start winning. Um you gotta go out and trade for at least a rotational starter somebody who can go out there and you can be confident in them at least putting up a decent outing because um, if they go out and I don't know two runs in seven innings then it comes down to the offense and how well they've done and I mean so far this season uh, ha- they've been one of the better one better offenses no surprise in the league uh, like for example, uh, batting average is two sixty. That's third, third in the league. Uh, runs two hundred thirty four. That's fifth. Uh, slugging is four twenty one. That's third. Uh, on base percentage, three seventeen is tenth. Not, eh, and that's that's kind of like a whatever stat. As long as the batting average uh, and the runs are. In good standing, I don't care about any of the any of the other stats. Um So if a starter goes out, goes two runs in seven innings, it then then it comes down to the offense and how well the offense is done. And I guess they've kind of they've kind of proven that they can score runs so far. Uh minus the ten nothing shutout yesterday to the Orioles. Uh because on Sunday uh, they beat the Orioles twelve to two. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then it was a five three win uh, Friday night. And on Thursday it was a twelve to eight loss. So I mean, they scored eight runs. They obviously, they obviously put up the offense, uh, but pitching wasn't there. And then the last White Sox series, they scored thirty two runs in two games. It was a three-game series, but in that third game, they only scored one run. One run. So it was 16-1-16. Clearly, uh, clearly, the offense is there, and the struggles are the pitching. To no surprise, at least for me. That's what I thought was going to happen game one of the season. The offense is going to be there. Pitching is not going to be there. Because they didn't go out and get pitchers. I'm like, it's almost like they refused to. Didn't make any moves last off season. It's gonna bite them. It really is. They have like the third best odds to make the wild card out of teams who aren't in the wild card. Um, 
There's a lot of good AL teams. The Angels are good this year. Um, Rays, Toronto, Yankees are in first. I don't know if they'll stay. Um, Astros, White Sox, Twins. Um, maybe the Mariners. I don't know how well they are. But there's a lot of good AL teams that are going to vie for a playoff spot. Um, and the majority of them aren't going to make it. And the Red Sox right now are going to be one of those teams that don't make it. Because they didn't do much in the offseason again. And it's going to bite them again. Unless they go out and kind of strike gold with another Kyle Schwarber on the pitching side. Um, uh, it's unlikely. You can't survive off the trade deadline every year. You can't keep trading away pieces. you got to spend money, which... We know is kind of an opposite uh, for a Red Sox front office. They don't like to spend money, that's for sure. I mean, look at Mookie Betts. You trade away generational talent because you didn't want to pay him. Now look at the issue you're having with Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. You're kind of refusing to pay them as well. So you got to love these Boston Red Sox. But uh, for right now... 23 and 26. Um, fourth place in the AL East. Again, uh, they're only four games back of Toronto, though. Uh, they're 27 and 20. And Tampa is 28 and 20. Um, so that's really not that far. Like, those, like, four or five game differences between teams, I mean, they don't seem that much of a difference, but they really are a big difference. So, I mean, season just started. We're. 50 games in. We got a long way to go. All right. First episode's in the books. Um, this was... It's good to be back. It, it, it's re- really good to be back. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to what is in store for the show. Uh, stuff on the internet. Uh, I don't have one, but I am bringing that back. Um, I kind of forgot about it. Um up until like 20 minutes ago, actually, as I'm recording the show, I'm like, oh, I should have done something for stuff on the internet. Uh, but that'll happen next episode. Um, I don't know. I just want to, to be honest, like to end the show, I just want to say to all you who are listening right now, thank you very much. It appreci- It's very appreciative. Um, I see all the numbers. I see how many people listen to each show. Um, so, and I keep track of them. Like, I want to, I want to know how every episode's doing. Um, so, to all of you who are listening to this episode, thank you. You'll want to tune into next episode, and the episode after that, and the episode after that, and the episode after that. Uh, because, Guy Sports Pod Volume 2 going to be a whole lot different than Volume 1. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening. I didn't forget this part. Tell your friends, tell your mothers, tell your mother's friends and your friends' mothers, and I'll see you guys next time.